Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Lee Murray. What up, y'all? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K.O.L. from 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Mastermind, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Uh, um, 
canine, wasn't he uh, Jay Prince's brother? Or Sir rap Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sir rap K-9 was around, too, but uh, Sir rap was his brother. Yeah, it's crazy because then when the second lineup came with, uh, you know, Reddy Red and uh, Jukebox was still there, but you had Jukebox, you had Prince Johnny C, <clears throat> but those dudes was from up north, you know, but they were hard, you know, they, they, they were lyrical, and... Uh, just to see Jay put him out, you know, it was like somebody from Fifth Ward giving somebody a chance. There's some more dudes that's from his neighborhood that he can that he can put on too, and that's how we got on, you know. Yeah, because Jay was like the 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 Luther Campbell of uh, Texas, you know, what I'm saying the Easy E of Texas. You know, uh, he had that vision for talent, you know. Uh, but before you guys hooked up with Rap Lot and all that. What ultimately, you know what I'm saying, got you, you know what I'm saying, hey, I want to do this, man. This is this is something I like, and I really want to stick with it. Man, to tell you the truth, we, we all knew each other from school. So we went to a Mint Condition concert, and they had an opening act. And when we seen the dude do the opening act, we was like, man, that dude kind of whack. And he opened it for Mint Condition. And so we were like, man, if he can make it, we can make it. But we never did really pursue it. But uh, one day uh, we met up with Jay and we rapped for him and Dewey, and then they liked us, and that's how we got down. So Jay and Dewey were already cool then. Dewey's the CEO of Underground Records, right? Right. They See, they grew up together, those two cats. Oh, okay. They're from the same hood in Fifth Ward. Like, Fifth Ward is a big spot. We got neighborhoods. So, Jay and Dewey, they from the same street, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I always wondered, you know what I'm saying, Dewey, uh, when he started Underground Records. and Did he start it specifically for the Fifth Ward boys, or, or did he already have that going? No, no, no. He started it strictly for the Fifth Ward boys, but it never really got off the ground till after us. Like, you'll see us. You'll see the imprint on Fifth Ward Boys album, but we really was on rap a lot. So Underground Records served as our management, really. Yeah. Now, uh, when you guys signed to uh, Jay Prince, I believe your brother Low Life, uh, well, well, New Life, formerly known as Low Life, told yeah. us that I believe originally it was you and him before E-Rock got in the group, right? Well, it was... It was me and Rock, but then and then Richard was there, but he was going to be a solo artist, though. And so one night they just gave us an ultimatum. They was like, we're going to put this album out, then we're going to put your album out, or y'all can become a group. And so that's what we did. We became a group, but we didn't have a name yet, though, you know. Yeah. Who thought, who thought of the Fifth Ward Boys? It was crazy because I think Dewey came up with it. Uh, when he said it, we all laughed. We were like, man, there's too many boys, man. There's the skinny boys, the ghetto boys, the fat boys. We were like, man, we don't want that, man. We don't, that's too many boys. And he was like, no, it's going to be called Fifth Ward Boys instead of the Fifth Ward Boys. So whenever you hear it or see it, printed it says just fifth war boys it doesn't say the 
Like, we're representing the whole neighborhood. And so we kind of felt that. We was like, oh, okay, we like that. And so we went with it like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. The first time I heard your music um, was actually on uh, this uh, underground mixtape in Chicago. It was called, it was a series called Straight Up Gangster Shit. Um, okay. And they had one of your songs. It might have been Undercover Gangsters or, or something. Yeah. But I was like, oh, man, this is rap lot. This is something new. I got to get this because I was already on the rap lot stuff. And then, yeah. of course, uh, you know, the Bring It On. Um, yeah, that was our first time, first time doing something that, that was on the album, you know. And when it came out, we like, stoked. You know, like, man, we made it on the album. Because really it was rappers on that. Seven more that were on there, but didn't make the cut. They got edited out. Yeah, they got edited out. Yeah, it was was longer than it was. So it was like seven more acts. Wow, wow! Because that that posse song, yeah, like you said, it was it, it was a real long posse song as it was. Um, yeah. Who who were some of the guys? Do you remember who who was cut out of it? It's Dana Dane. You know Dana Dane, the Cinderella Dana Dane. Yeah. He was on it, but he was down here with us for a while, and he wasn't. I think he wasn't signed to the label, but he was on it. Uh, it was another dude. Uh, uh, who else? I'm trying to remember. It was like seven X man that was supposed to be on there, but didn't make it. Man, and what was amazing. so cool? What was so cool? Us and the R Squad had just came onto the label, and we both made it. You know, and it was like because we was. If you ever just noticed. With Dev and he's been on every Civil War boy album. Yeah, he's he uh, uh, the- You guys are part of that class of '93, '94. You know yeah. that year, that roster of rap lot was just unbelievable because you had you guys, you had Too Much Trouble, you had Nip, uh, DMG, Too Low. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. You know, yeah, I'm just one of the uh, dopest. Yes, place, which we, you had, we had the big mic. You had he kind of skated out for about a year, but he came back. But it was a lot. It was a lot of, and you know what was crazy when we did bring it on, we really only had one studio. It was one rap a lot studio. And Mike Dean and Bido and N.O. Joe was working out that one studio. And so if you ever heard of Seagram, Seagram used to do tracks itself too. So all of us, we were in one studio, all the rappers, everything, man. That's, but then the money came. Dope vibe <laughs> right there with all that talent. It was. It was. But then the money came. And when the money came, Everybody started getting studios or getting equipment or paying for big, bigger studios and, you know, just start doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. There could have been some uh, uh, side projects out of all that, too. Like, 
when you look at um, the Too Much Trouble song, um, Take Me to War, I thought Ooh. Ghetto MC, yeah. um, you know, Drunk D, and then you guys, I mean, that could have been yeah. a group right there. You know what's you know. crazy? We all went to school together. But see, those guys that were, see, me and E-Rock and, and Richard and Lowlife, New Life, we went to high school together. But me uh-huh. and and Drunk D and Ghetto, we all came from elementary to elementary to middle school. And matter of fact, we all had a group together back in them days. Oh, wow. That I was in, I was in with them, but then they went off and did their own thing, and they got signed. They got signed by Rap a Lot too. Well, they got signed before us. Yeah. With uh, yeah. did you know, um, man? What was the name of the uh, the white dude off the first lineup of Bar Too Much None. Trouble? Yeah. Did you Bar know Bar None? None? Yeah. Did you go to Yeah, I knew Bar None. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I interacted with him a little bit, but not not much, because it kind of uh, he kind of went off to do his own thing, you know. After uh, people kept calling him a gimmick, so he was like, "Man, I'm not a gimmick, and I don't want to be like that." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ended yeah. up, up just being ghetto and Trunk D. Yeah, for the second one. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that album cover. I saw this little white dude with the boa constrictor of yeah, fifth the and snake. shotgun yeah. or something. Like, I gotta get this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> gotta see what this is about. But, um, but yeah, the Fifth War Boys, man, you guys uh, really, uh, you know, kicked in the door, man, with so many classics off that first album. Then you came back with the EP. But this is something I wanted to ask you, man. Tell me about the Rottweiler on the cover of both of those albums. <laughs> uh, we have a homeboy. Well, he had went there fair time, but before all the fair time, he had a kennel. And so uh-huh. with that kennel, you know, we always had dogs around and stuff like that because he would bring dogs out. And we were like, we'll put your uh, dogs in our, you know, videos or album covers or whatever. Now, Low Life, he, he jokes a lot and says, oh, that was me. That was representing me in the <laughs> in the uh, car, <laughs> you know, the yeah. dog. But it was just something for my homeboy, you know, he wanted to promote his rocks, you know, because he had a lot of rocks. Yeah, I always wondered that. Like, I didn't know if that was one of you guys' dogs or, or what. But no, yeah, no, no. I, I knew he was important because I saw him on two projects. I was like, all right, man, this yeah. is part yeah. of the squad right here, you know? Yeah, yeah, he was he was important. My homeboy, he ended up doing like 20 years in the feds. He's out now. Matter of fact, I just seen him the other day. Uh, we was at a funeral. One of my homeboys died. And so I just seen he just got out, yeah. He just got out. So he did like 20-something years, man. Those were his dogs, you know. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, some history right there, too, because, you know, he was represented well, <laughs> you know, oh, on yeah. the album. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but uh, you, you yourself, um, you did some time for a while, too, did you not? I know your brother was yeah. in during the first album. But how long were you yeah. away for? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did 
seven all together. So, but that was split up. So I did sixty months the first time. So that's five years I did the first time, and then I got here for fifteen months, really ish, like twenty months the next time. You know, so that was in the feds. You know, I did a little fed time then. Yeah, you, you know what's crazy, and uh, uh, we we talked to the Dayton family and other people. That's how um, you know bootleg of the Dayton family met Nick Scarfo, who was uh, owner of Profit Entertainment for Three Six Mafia, and that's how they okay. connected. Was in the feds. When you were in the feds, was there a lot of talent around you, or uh, any anybody that? Well, yeah, that you know, you know, Project Pat was my my cellie. Really. Wow. Yeah, Project Pat with my family, man. And so we talk now. So, you know, we real, we talk, you know, because, you know, we have that connection, you know. But we both had albums out then and, you know, and then for us to be cellmates, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, he's super talented as well. He, uh, yeah, we have a lot of coming. Did you guys talk, ever talk about doing anything together? Some you know, Memphis we did. We did. So the thing was that he got out before I did, and we just started, you know, every week talking, you know. And so he's supposed to be down here in March, and we're supposed to do some prison, you know, visits and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you. That's another thing I notice you do, man. My hats off to you for that, because uh, you know you you obviously know what it's like. You know, um, when you do when you go and speak to people, you know what I'm saying. Um, what's it like for you, man, spiritually, to be able to connect with guys who who, who need guidance? You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing because I needed I needed this, you know where my life would be headed, you know. And so I I really didn't have anybody coming in and talk to me. But uh, yeah. I wanted to be the person that goes in and talk to the brothers and encourage them that there's a better way out here and then you can do it. You know, don't, don't worry about pitfalls and stuff that happens. Just stay free. See, it's all about being free. If you can stay free, you can win. If you can't, if you if you're not free, you can't win. And so that's yeah. my major thing with him, you know. And so you know, Pat, he does it too. He does it in yeah. uh, Memphis and all kind of little places now. So we gonna link up down here, you know. Then I'm gonna go up there. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. Hats off to both okay. of you guys for that. Because um, you never know who you're gonna inspire, you know. For sure. Come out and might change the world. You never know. Um, For sure. Houston uh, is so rich, you know what I'm saying, in hip-hop culture, man. Like we was talking about all the way back to the early Ghetto Boys and stuff. You know, um, who are some some of the guys, you know what I'm saying, over the years from the age that you always enjoyed working with? I know you mentioned Devin the Dude uh, on your projects, but who, who are some of the other guys that you enjoyed working with over the years? Well, you know, like right now, I work with a lot of cats. So, look, Kiki, um, we got people like um, uh, the Botany Boys, you know, Courtney and Red. We, 
we interact a lot right now. And uh, uh, Scarface, you know, we talk, we do our thing too. And uh, it's a lot of people just, you know, and being from Houston, you're going to run into a lot of people. And Bud, you know, we like together every week, you know. So so it's a lot of people, you know, you if you're in Houston, you're going to run across a lot of rappers, you know. Yeah, so much yeah. talent. And so, yeah, and I enjoy kicking it with all of them, you know, because really it's a lot of history in Houston for as hip-hop goes, and a lot of people don't know the rich history that's in Houston, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they think of Houston right away, you know, with Scarface, Ghetto Boys, which you should, but there's so much mm-hmm. more, too. Yeah, Paul Wall, Chameleon, all those guys. K Reno. Swisher House cats, and then you got your your Southside cats, you know, your Fat Pat, and, you know, R.I.P. the Fat Pat and his brother, you know. And so you got a lot of people. You got how you got a lot of people that was rich in this thing that, that put in work for the new cats to come, you know. So you got new cats like South Walker right now, and you know a lot of cats came before him, you know. But he all right though because he's from here, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, rest in peace, Bushwick Bill. Um, his oh, yeah. son is real dope. You know what I'm saying? Little Bushwick, young yeah, dope. Of course, his thing yeah. right now. Um, do you have any uh, uh, memories, fond memories that you'd like to share uh, on Bushwick? Man. Bushwick is so funny, man. See, people didn't realize how a comedian he was. He missed his calling, man, for real. So I have a real fun memory. We was in Hawaii, man, and uh, we was walking down the street in Hawaii. We was trying to get something to eat. So we're walking down the street, and all of a sudden, we see a glass break in the hotel, probably like 20 floors up. And a chair come falling down on the street. It's Bushwick. <laughs> he like bust a window and threw a chair out of the uh, the uh, the window because what's happening is he was mad because he didn't get paid for the show before. So what they were doing, we were doing like I think we did three shows on three different islands. And what they were gonna do is give us a whole check. We had got checks before, but he wanted the rest of his money then. They was like, well, we're going to compile it when all the three shows are over. And he didn't want to hear that. So they ended up giving him all his money up front. But <laughs> he bust that window. They had to give him his money because he had to pay for that window. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's man. crazy, man. That boy Bushwick was something, man. Uh, he was like you said. He was hilarious. He was super intelligent, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but he was fucking wild. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, that's, that's one thing. A lot of was. great stories about him. Funny yeah, we too. We me and my boys. We were, uh, you know, we we go out to eat every at the end of every year. So just fifth war boys, we just get together and we go out to eat. And so we went out to eat uh, about a week and a half ago. And so the day before New Year's, and so uh, we were talking about Bushwick, and we talked about this time. Bushwick, man, he was just so funny. He was in a hotel room. We was one day we was we had a show, 
and we was trying to get to the airport, and they were like, man, go get Bushwick, man, we got to go. And so Kevin, the dude that was the promoter, he come back. He said, man, Bushwick is in there butt naked with his money on the floor. <laughs> Somebody got to come and go get him, man. And then nobody want to go in that room, man. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, oh, man. boy, Bill. He just got his money all spread over him, and he butt naked. I, I'll yeah, tell you boy, a quick Bill. one. I had him on the show uh, years ago one time, and uh, he called me up after the show. And uh, it turns out he wasn't but about 40 miles from where I'm at. And he's oh, wow. like, uh, hey, I missed the bus. Can you give me a ride to St. Louis? I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll give you a ride. Where you at? And he told me. And I'm getting ready to go get him. I'm about three minutes from where he's at. And I get a text. Right. He's like, I'm on the bus, and I'm already headed to St. Louis. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, but you know, I I laugh. I couldn't do nothing but laugh at it. It's a good Bushwick Bill story, I guess. So, you yeah, know, not compared to what you guys got, though. Jesus. Oh yeah, we have been on the road. That Bring It On tour. I think the Bring It On tour was the funniest tour we had because all of us were on it, and uh, we had a big tour bus, and and I think all of us. See, we we went on tours, but. Mostly it was Ghetto Boys tours we were latching on. We were latching on some Biggie tours, uh, some uh, Junior Mafia had a tour we linked on. And it was stuff like that. But when we did the Bring It On tour, it was just rap a lot. And it was just beautiful to have just us there, you know. Yeah, that must have been a hell of a tour right there. Was Nip with you? Yeah, Nip was with us, man. Nip was with us. Everybody that was on that song was there. You know, Tulo, he had to be flew in and flew out. It was just so much going on with Tulo because he was a kid and he had to go to school. It was some crazy mess, man. Yeah. Yeah, everybody that was on the song went on the tour. Yeah, he told us too low that uh, originally, uh, well, you know, the problem child's in the house. That was the name of his album, the problem child. And I guess they yeah. scrapped that album, and he did the funky little brother instead. Um, did you yeah. guys have any unreleased stuff that never came out on Rap Run? Well, you know, we did. I did a solo album that I never did release, and Rap a lot paid for it, but I never got a chance to release it because I went to prison. But uh, it was a lot of stuff. Now, Fifth War Boys, we did do an album, uh, but we did that album not with Rap-A-Lot. We did an album that Beyonce, matter of fact, it was in Beyonce's studio. She had let us use her studio, and we had did the album in there, but we never released it. So some of the songs, E-Rock and Low Life, they put them out, you know, bit by bit. You know, huh. oh, on their man, little project that they do now. It's good to know there's stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like we heard there's oh, yeah. a briefcase full of Easy E songs, supposedly. You know, it uh, might be. <laughs> do you guys? Yeah, uh, so. I mean, do you ever plan on releasing that, or is it lost? Or uh, I don't. Well, the thing about it is, they're using those songs. They've been using them. 
So they've been using them on certain little projects that they have. But oh, I I, my main focus, my main focus now is to get this documentary uh, finished. And because we've been doing it like three years, man, the pandemic messed us up, and we had to stop shooting it. And then coming back from the pandemic, we only shot probably three or four times. And so we need to do like we got a million interviews. We got Be Legit. We got E Forty. We got uh, Mike Dean. We got uh, Scarface. We got a lot of people on there. Just good interviews, you know. And uh, we got Bum B too. And uh, we got a lot of good interviews. And we got interviews from people in the hood. We got interviews from Spook and Dewey and Red Boy and. You know, and and then you got a lot of our talking. We talk and you know talk about old times and what happened doing this song and when we made this song, reasons or made the video for PWA, whatever, whatever. You know, there's a lot of stories on there. It's, it's real cool. Once we put it together, it's gonna be live. Man, I I can't wait to see it because I know. It could turn into something else, man. You know, eventually oh, yeah. a, a a movie, a biopic, or something. But, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying, I imagine it's in there. We're gonna uh, go to a break real quick, man. This is the streets off rated G. You know, what I'm saying this. Uh, this when I heard this 007, I thought, man, he needs uh-huh. a solo album. You know. Um, <laughs> Were you guys thinking about it at that point in time, or was it just like, no, we're going to just continue the group thing? You know, we always wanted to do it, but then it was all about the group, really, because it's not like we didn't want to stand on our own. It was just like we know we're stronger together, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we always knew we were stronger together. Well, that's what's up, man. This is definitely uh, one of the hardest tracks. Man, it's the streets, 007. We'll be right back. What's up? These old mark ass niggas think I'm gonna kill my ass. I thought you motherfuckers knew. But I guess y'all don't, so, uh, that nigga 007 gonna uh, spit that shit. <laughs> I hope y'all ready for this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say Hell yeah. My nigga double O Trump finna spit that rated G shit. Live and direct. Can your trunk handle this shit, nigga? If you can't stand your heat, then get your ass off the street. Niggas in my hood play cheap. And when I die, I'ma try to be high. Blowing smoke to we go reach the sky. I'm so in my duffel bag, and I'm some weed and some motherfucking zigzags, ready for the murder, killer instincts, my vision got precision, inflicting my incision, a fucked up decision was made, should have taken 12 days when you stepped up, now your whole hood getting swept up, you fucking with the real motherfucker. 
California was our friend, really. California, we had a lot of friends out there, C.J. Mack and Papa L.Q., you know. We had a lot of cats connected out there. On, uh, on Rap A Lot, you know, other than the Ghetto Boys, obviously, I think you guys and, Nip, and Gangsta Nip probably had the most albums. Didn't you have, like, four on there? I know you had Ghetto we, Dope. We um, had Gangsta Ghetto Funk, Dope, Rated Gangsta G. Funk, Ready G, PWA, the album, and Usual Suspects, so that's five. That's five, five albums, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I think we're the only group or act at Rap A Lot that the song is still being played 20 years later in every club. We still have PWA spinning in every club right now. That's like a, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those songs like a shake which your mama gave you. It's a strip club anthem. Right, um, right. It's something Luke can appreciate. <laughs> right, know? right. Definitely. Um, I'm going to bring on the homie Sin from France. Uh, he he goes back in the archive and likes to ask about some of your classic songs. Um, That's what's up. Here he is right now. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes. Hi, hi, hi. Legendary 007. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I'm fine and ready. Um... Can I tell us about the song by the day, Thanks for the Blessings, with uh, Bushwick uh, from the mm-hmm. Get Dope album? It was a dope, yeah. good song and very deep message. Yes. You, you tell my thanks for the blessing? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for the blessing. That song, uh, we were... Devin started singing that song one day. Right. And he was like, yeah, Devin the Dude. So Devin the Dude, like I told you, we all were together when we first came to rap a lot. And we were in the studio, and he was just singing that little melody. And we wanted to do a song that wasn't hard. Like, all our stuff was hard, gangster, hardcore. So we wanted to say, man, you know what? We want to thank God for the blessing that he gave us to have the ability to do this stuff, you know. And so, you know, we wanted to have a mix of something. Like, we always did songs like that, like Mama's Praying or Situations. We always did songs that are maybe heartfelt, but we still gangster, but still can show y'all that we do have another side, you know. And so with Bushwick, it all just came about where we was all in the studio together and we just all just did the song together, me, Devin, us, Devin, and, and Bushwick. Yeah. It was a metal song at the same time very deep for the mind, the song. That's what the way it is, <laughs> in fact. Um, can you tell us about this song, Once Again, It's Song? It was produced by Mike Dean, of course. It is under Mike yeah, Dean. Yeah. Okay, that that I don't think that song was done by Mike Dean. I think that was Beto. Okay. I think it was Beto. Yeah. It's good to like Mike Dean, but maybe Beto. <laughs> yeah. You say what now? Oh yeah, 
Oh, it might be. You know what? Mike Dean might have did it. You know, my my mind, I I forget sometimes. So Mike Dean probably did it. It ended up being our single, but I know Mike Dean did. uh, Because, see, what Mike Dean was, he wasn't a beat maker when he first was with us. He was just a keyboard player and a guitar player. If you ever heard of the lady Selena? The Mexican uh, yes, star that got killed, killed down here. Yeah, yeah, see, that's where he comes from. He comes from her band. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah Mike Dean yeah. was from her band. Yeah, and I know Joe did a lot of of uh, on gangster song too. Did a lot of songs. Who did? Yeah, I know Joe. Oh of yeah, you know Joe. See, that's how I was, you know, Joe had first came to rap a lot, and so um, he was working on Ghetto Boys and Scarface. At the same time, like I say, we only had one studio. So those cats were in there at all times. So you had Mike Dean, you had Beto, you had N.O. Joe, all in the same studio at one time. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two songs were, were crazy on the way to G were a best of free and step into my room. The world vibe was a hardcore vibe at the same time, very deep. It was produced by Derek Edwards. Can I tell us about these two ones? Well, first yeah. I can talk about step into my hood. Yeah, and best of free. And best of free. Okay. Step into my hood was... Both of them was like, uh, I, well, let me start with Buster Free. Buster Free was done by a dude named, uh, uh, what's that little cat name, man? Um, Grizz. Grizz. And uh, we was, I think we was just smoking, you know, getting high. And um, we was like, man, we're going to do one of these posse songs, you know, and get everybody on it and, and just do it hard, you know. And so after we did it, we were like, man, it just needs something. It needs something. And so we heard somebody on the video game playing the video game. And like, get over here. We hear that. We're like, yeah. let's sample that. And let's take that. <laughs> so we took that. Mortal Kombat. We say, yep. Yeah. And crazy we had to. It took us like, I think they uh, they got 75% of that song. EA Sports, I think it is. One of those those video games, they got they got 75% of that song because to clear it, they wanted 75%. Yeah. yeah. And stepping to my hood, I'm trying to remember, I think that's the one where, uh, where Mr. Slim starts off. Yeah, from the before yeah. juveniles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the same same thing. We wanted to. We we didn't have the mindset to uplift other artists, but the artists from our neighborhood, we wanted to uplift them. So since we were juveniles, we did want to make them a part of our uh, of our come up, and it had. I think it had. Uh, Gotti on there. Now, Gotti is doing time right now. He's on death row, man. 
Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Is there any? Uh, if, if, do you know much about him? Like, is there any chance of him uh, <clears throat> getting a oh, new no, trial no, or anything? No. Or? no, no, no. He's no, no, no chance at all. He killed. Now he killed two of my partners in Fifth Ward. So, you know, it was some oh, craziness man. going on with him. You know, so yeah, man, it was crazy. Two of our partners that grew up right where Jaden grew up on the same street. You know. And so yeah, he killed them cats and you know, he got he got uh, he got death penalty. So he that happened probably about mm, say uh ninety nine. Yeah, like ninety nine. So he been gone since then. Mm. Yeah, man, sorry to hear about your partners, man. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, man. My boy Philly and O B. Yeah, they were some kids. Yeah. As a final question, you did a song, uh, you promised with my jingles, Raining Cane. You can feel the, yeah. the world south, the world down south, the deep downtown. Can you tell us yeah, about you, this one? You talking about Raising Cane? Yes, sir. Yeah, you see, my name is on, on that Raising Cane right now. Now, Razor Kane was, was low life, right? And so I had this beat in my head, and I was like, man, I got this beat, and I think you can rap on it. It's in my head, though. Man, do you know me and Richard, me and low life, we left Fifth Ward, ran all the way, well, drove all the way to the studio, repeating that drum pattern and the bass line, and when we got there, Mike Dean was right there, and we had to just wrap it, wrap it to him, and say say the the pattern for him to put it down. And the boy put the song down so well, you know. Yeah. Classic. So I'm a I'm a co-producer of that too. Right, right. Yeah, the love dub song. Gotta be a gotta be down to die too. <laughs> the gangster song was crazy. Gangster Funk, man. That's yeah. N.O. Joe right there. <laughs> can't, can't deny N.O. Joe, man. When we heard that beat, but you know what? We didn't hear the beat. We just heard the drums. And when we heard the drums, we rapped to the drums, and then N.O. Joe, that's him singing on the hook, and he did the rest of the sounds on it. So we we did it kind of naked. But it was one of our uh, singles, and it was crazy because Low Life had just got out of jail. He had just got out of prison. And so we were able to, because we never did an album together. See, Low Life was with us, but he got caught doing something he wasn't supposed to do, and I was telling him not to do it. But he got caught, and he didn't make the first album. And so... What we did, I just memorized some of his raps, and Rock memorized some of his raps, and so we just did his parts. And so by us doing his parts, you know, when we signed the contract, we were like, hey, man, he got to be a part of the group, and when he come home, he'll just have a check, you know what I'm saying? Just put his checks up, you know? And so he ended up coming home for Gangster Funk, and so... Man, we were just so happy he came to the house. 
That's how we did Gangsta Funk, man, when he came to the high. That's when he got off the 10th floor. Yeah. Got <laughs> up on the 10th floor. Yeah, because I was wondering, at that point, I was like, okay, man, you know, Low Life, you familiarize us with who he was. And, yeah. you know, it was dope to see him in the lineup, you know, on Gangsta Funk and, then, of course, Rated G. Um uh, but I'll tell you what, man, uh, I really thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. Uh, we want to have you on the show since we started, so it's a huge honor, man. Um, man, that's what's up, man. But before yeah, we I'll get be out around, of here, though, man. I, I want to well, give you the floor, you know, if you've got uh, any shout-outs or any, anything you want to uh, mention, man. Uh, it's all yours, brother. Hey man, I want to shout out uh, Murder Mis- Murder Master, you know, and we do this thing because we love the culture, you know, and uh, the culture got history, and I want to salute you for even, you know, giving me a chance or giving me a holler saying you want to uh, listen to what I got to say, you know what I'm saying, because I'm one of the dudes that, you know, love hip-hop, I studied hip-hop forever, man, and so... All the rappers out there, all the the DJs, you the ones, the DJs is the ones, and the the dudes that are doing uh, shows like this and the podcast, y'all keeping this thing alive, man. Y'all the heartbeat of this thing. You the unsung heroes, man. Boy, uh, Cool Herc, if you know who Cool Herc is. Cool Herc saw me one day. We We was on the streets of New York, man. And we was hanging up uh, posters. And so Herc came by, and he seen the poster, and he said, man, that's y'all on the poster. Y'all hanging y'all own stuff up? Y'all sniping your own stuff? He was like, yeah, man, we working. He was like, man, y'all the unsung heroes. Dudes that don't do that, you know. Dudes let the label do it, you know. So who yeah. Herc said that. And I'm saying it to you, man. Y'all the unsung heroes, man. Keep it up. Man, that means a lot, brother. Thank you so much. And we look forward to that Fifth War Boys documentary. Uh, maybe we could bring all three of you guys on when it comes out and uh, talk about it. That would be real dope. No doubt. No doubt. Man, all that's right, what I'm talking about. Much love to you, man. You you take care and be safe. We're going to close it out with Undercover Gangsters right here, another classic. Ooh. And shout out to 007, E-Rock, New Life, all the Fifth War boys, man. We out.